Ladies, this is our time, and it's time to unburden ourselves of unrealistic expectations, including our own. The veneer we see in the media is often not just false, it's unhealthy. And frankly, some of it is just total bullshit. This is Chick Shit, a podcast that goes far beyond tropes, bringing you gritty realness about real-life experiences of today's woman. LJ and I break it down, right here, right now. Welcome to Chick Shit. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your father's weekly podcast, Chick Shit with LJ and Di. Jack is not here this week, uh, where every week we pick a topic uh, that affects women, and let's face it, probably a lot of other people, and we pick a media source that portrays that topic, and then we discuss what it got really, really right, and what it got not so really, really right. As always, I pick the drinks and Di picks the topics. Di, what are we talking about? We are talking about judging a book by its cover. And the media source we're using to break down this topic is the 2001, based on a true story movie, Aaron Brockovich. What are we drinking to go along with this topic today? Thank you for asking. We are having a blood orange and black raspberry San Pellegrino because you would think only rich people drink these, but jokes on you because I buy them in bulk at Costco. Let's see if I can open it. I don't think I can. Yes, I can. I can do this. I can't. Ow. Why am I so bad? Delayed ASMR. There you go. Cheers. Cause only fancy people drink fizzy water. <laughs> Anyways, uh, how's life? Uh, this week's been a little tough at work. I found out one of my employees that I love is abandoning our team. No, uh, she's, she is, um, she's going to a really good opportunity that'll work for her and her family and it'll be good. Uh, so that's exciting and heartbreaking all at once. Yeah. And as a leader, you can only be like, that is the goal. That's the goal that someone is going off into bigger and better things. So no, you know, going to miss her a lot. Hear me out there. Hear me out here. You threaten her life (gasps) unless she stays. No. I'm kidding. In case anyone from HR is listening. <laughs> but also great excuse to get a cookie cake, you know? Oh, you I know. say goodbye. Yeah, I think we're going to do for any excuse for a cake made out of cookie. A little virtual happy hour because, you know, everybody's in Raleigh. And then we've Love got that. some in Denver. So we're kind of spread out. No, no more okay. in. Uh, Everybody Georgia. gets their own cookie cake. Ooh, like, uh, do you think they make like, you know how you had personal pan pizza? Back in the day from Pizza Hut? Absolutely. Do you think they have anything delivered now? Personal pan cookie cake? Yeah. If they don't, we should start that business. I mean, I would take a personal pan. Is that just a chocolate chip cookie though? I mean, like it would be like the same size as like a skillet cookie. It wouldn't be like a single cookie. Okay. All right. Anybody who's listening, I'm trademarking this idea. If it's not already out there, um, if you try to steal it from me, I'm just going to need a percentage. So perfect. I want that to be known. Okay. Speaking Trademark, of tr- 
chick trademarking patenting and all that have you been watching the dropout on hulu i have not yet i have so many shows going right now well drop everything and watch what i'm watching so we can talk about things i didn't even get to talk Um, to you about love is blind season two until this past weekend that you were here i just i hear love is blind season two and i immediately start going I'm doing the Shane faces. Oh, the Shane faces. And I do the Shane eyes, which none can be, you know, also look at this sexy beast. I'm getting a wave from my husband through the window right now. He's like, hello, Matthew. Oh, he's abandoning. He's saying, bye-bye. I'm going to go have a beer with the neighbors. Yeah. Rude. I know. It's like people can't you plan these neighbor get togethers around my schedule only no joke (laughs) no one cleared this with me (laughs) did Um, you enjoy your weekend here of course i did we saw sir william hoag we heard a fantastic new song it's good i've been Um, listening to it every day yeah, because it's just so he just he can't do anything wrong. I also f- uh, forgot that I really like the word saunters when someone saunters in. Ooh. It's so sexy. Do you and know it's what word good. I love? What? Soliloquy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I feel and like Grace Potter in one of her songs says it's too late for an apology. It's too late for a soliloquy. And my life changed that day and it'll never be the same. I get it. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, um, anyways, uh, we had the asshole behind us at the concert. We went to a drag brunch with our besties from pop without nod. Um, we had savory oatmeal. Our lives have been changed. I pre prepped all of mine so that I could eat it every morning all week. Yeah. And we factored in a nap, which I feel is always a good move when you're over oh, absolutely. 30. Mm-hmm. I volunteered as tribute for the floor naps. It's my specialty. Yeah. You got some cuddles too from the pups on the floor. Yes. There was some, there was some puppy snuggling. I have half of Scooter's fur with me here in Tennessee. I mean, he just wanted to show you how much he loved you. I know. And he so was like, please tell you. your children that he loved me more. <laughs> Then started sniffing that jacket and was like, what the hell have you been doing? <laughs> mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's it. I, I just saw you three days ago. I know, there's not a lot and to I catch up miss on. you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm trying to think of a segue and I've just got nothing. You know, you would think that I would be good at segues, but you know what they say, you can't judge a book by its cover. (laughs) You're welcome. Aaron Brockovich is a woman in a tight spot following a car accident in which Aaron is not at fault. Aaron pleads with her attorney, Ed Mastery, to hire her at her at his law firm. Erin stumbles upon some medical records placed in real estate files. She convinces Ed to allow her to investigate where she discovers a cover-up involving contaminated water in a local community, which is causing devastating illnesses among its residents. So opening scene of this movie, we see Erin is at a job interview. 
She's dressed in a way that maybe most people might not dress for an interview and she's not getting taken seriously for the job that she is seeking and does not get the job. And it feels like this has happened a number of times. And if they would just like, listen to her, (laughs) her words, her words, um, there would, you know, she'd probably have more opportunities in that way because she's extremely bright and intelligent. So, yeah. Um, so we start to get insight into, all right, this happens quite a bit, even when she is in court for, uh, trying to get some insurance money to cover her medical bills from a car accident where she was not at fault. You can see the jury is passing judgment on her based on her outward, uh, outwardly appearance, as well as, uh, the way that she's speaking in the courtroom. So I would like to first cover the most important thing. Julia Roberts decolletage in this movie. Stunning. Stunning, stunning, stunning. I was doing a little down blousing anytime she really leaned in. I was just <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. No one should have judged her. They should have asked for style tips. And her <laughs> hair, her big curly hair. You want to know what? Curly haired bitches get shit done. Curly haired bitches do get shit done. Thank Again. you. I know. I'm one of them. We'll continue this trend. <laughs> Anyways, I just really wanted to up front get that out of there. Um have you ever had someone just completely ignore the words coming out of your mouth because of the way you looked? I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. And I think it's not, is it because all blondes are really ignorant? All blondes are dumb. All (laughs) young people can't do anything. Anyone that's wearing a form fitting dress is asking for it. You name it. I feel like that's covered. Good news is brunettes aren't dumb. They're just mean. So I've got that going for me. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, I feel good about it. Do you know, uh, like, do you remember a particular instance when someone thought you were? Uh, Where somebody like didn't take me seriously because of the way I looked or where someone just like put me into a box without knowing me at all. Put you in a box, yeah. And not a vagina. And not a vagina, yes. Now that you know that box can also be (laughs) a vagina. (laughs) The more you know. Um. I mean, I think I'm a con artist because I think everyone in the world thinks that I am the happiest person ever. And I'm always laughing and joking, but the people that really know me are like, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think anyone, I think everybody judges me as a happy person, but it's the antidepressants. Do you think you've ever missed out on an opportunity, like a job or something of that sort because of the way? A hundred percent. To quote Burt Kreischer, a hundred percent. And a hundred percent because I was a woman. So I have definitely missed out on it, even though I had the same qualifications, the same experience, if not maybe a little more experience, but I wear skirts to job interviews and power blazers, not pleated khakis with uh, Ralph Lauren polos. Mm-hmm. So there's that. That's probably my red glasses. It's too much for some people. <laughs> I know I've been contemplating, like, when do I take my nose ring out? When does that make sense? 
Is it not? Does your nose ring make you happy? Yeah. Well, never. But I don't. Well, I don't want to be like old and and not be cute. You know what I mean? There's not a place in the timeline that you're not cute. Okay. 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 Self talk. (laughs) We're gonna be some fly ass grannies. Yeah. But. So Lee wanted us to mention his history facts on what the biological history of us judging others on outward appearance, 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 appearance. (laughs) that was dramatized. (laughs) So apparently back in the day, uh, it was a protection instinct that cave people had to know if someone was an, en- an enemy or not. Can I just tell you that the second you said cave people, I thought of, what is it, like the Geico commercials? See, I always think Encino Man. I just was immediately at the Geico commercials, <laughs> followed up by that Will Ferrell movie where they go to like the Lost City. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Don't. Have you ever been wrong about your initial judgment of someone? 100%. There have been people that at first, I'm actually dealing with this right now in, in both ways. There's been people that at first, like I thought I'm going to hate this person. They are ignorant. I'm going to have to fake my relationship with them. And this is going to be exhausting who I ended up loving. And they're the brightest, sweetest, most wonderful people in the world. Then there's people that my initial reaction is this is a super bright, super friendly, super kind person who is a great worker. And then once like, what's, I don't remember what phrase I was trying to think of, but like, once you really have to get into it, they're none of those things. And they're in fact like trash talking just everybody. But I mean, you know, uh, some of my closest friends hated me at first. Well, they tried to hate me. It didn't work. And you wouldn't let them hate you. No, I refuse. Everyone has to love me. Clearly. (laughs) Erin is a single mom. She's got three kids that she's trying to figure stuff out for. And she is a hard worker if given the chance. So after the court case doesn't go her in her favor, she is bound determined to get a job uh, working for uh, the lawyer that helped her on her case. And she shows up and basically begs for a job and, and he gives her one, but the culture of the office is kind of off and passing judgment on her as well. I think it's a combination, as we said in the courtroom of the same thing. So you've got, um, you know, her outfits, that make other women in the office feel uncomfortable, which shouldn't, because we should all be lifting each other. And it's her mouth, which I don't know if you should go saying fuck all the way (laughs) at work all the time. Like maybe that is something to pull back on, but she is more than she is living her truth. She is more than capable. She is definitely living her truth and she's got stuff to prove, um, not to anyone else in the office, but she's got stuff to prove to herself. Mm -hmm. And, let people know that she's capable of anything um, she sets her mind to. 
Yes. And she pretty much gave herself that job. Yes. Ed walked in and was like, what, why is she here? And then somebody was like, oh, she works here. And it's kind of like, huh? Hot? Yeah. Um, Just some of the women's comments in the office, like they don't want to put up with her. They kind of see her as lower than them. I think mm -hmm. both social economically, as well as again, just her wardrobe and, and their mentality is so much so that they're judging her, her capabilities to where they don't even want to help her and lend a hand because they're making these assumptions that she's just like this party girl that doesn't care about work and gets everything kind of handed to her, or she doesn't take things seriously. And that's why she's at the point that she's at in life, which is far beyond the case. Yeah. Because I mean, we see her going through the newspaper calling all these places for a job like doing everything she can to take care of her kids lying to her kids and telling them oh mommy's not eating because uh the lawyer took me out to a big lunch so I'm not hungry when in reality she can't afford to feed them all so she's making sure her kids eat and like she has based her whole life around that so they have no idea which is another reason you should never judge someone based on their appearance and you should also just not comment on their bodies i'm just going to circle back to that but i digress at one point she had like her folder for this pro bono case that he was taking on and she walked over to someone and who had worked there previously and was like hey can you tell me why there's medical records in this uh real estate case And the lady literally was like, you've been here long enough. If you don't know how to do your job, I can't help you. And that wound up being the case that she broke because of those medical records, because she stopped to say, hey, I know this is a real estate case. And I could just be like, this is a real estate case. Why are these in here? Bye. But they're clearly in here for a reason. And I'm using my deductive, my, uh, that uh detective skills and like she was using her analytical thinking Mm -hmm. she was using deductive reasoning Mm -hmm. what other pump up requirements no she was doing dev requirements not quite yeah i think i i think aaron also judges her boss in that profession too oh yeah 100 like he's a lawyer he's involved, you know, so you've got lawyers have reputations and she's judging him from, from the instant she meets him of he's going to be a slimy guy. I'm just here to get paid and support my family and doesn't think that there's anything beyond that with him. When in actuality, he's taking on pro bono cases. He is dedicated when you say bono. But you're right. Yeah. So there's a lot more happening than she realizes. And I think it's easy to let your experience shape your entire worldview. Um, And I know that that's covers a whole lot of things, but her experience is that lawyers are con men they're not there to support the little man they're not going to fight for you like they're greedy they only do stuff if they make money and because that's the experience that she's had that's her life experience 
Um, but as she's had we, two divorces too. So I'd imagine she went through some lawyer ooh, shit. You want to know the, mm, ooh, when, when dude man, uh, is like, what do I have to do to prove to you? I'm not those two guys. And all she says is stay. I was like, mic drop. Mm-hmm. And then he left mother. Yeah. <laughs> so because she follows a hunch and asked to do further investigation into medical records being inside of a real estate file, she finds out there's something fishy going around or going on, going on down around. <laughs> there's something fishy going on. And there's something fishy in your neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> Mr. Potato well, and let's not me. forget, like she goes into his office and said, there's something happening with this pro bono case. I want to dig deeper into it. And he's like, yeah, he was having like phone sex with someone, I think. So he was like, yeah, yeah, just get out. She was like, so you're, um, I'm, I'm going to do this. And he was like, get, yeah, get out. So she dove in head first, drove all over the place, knocked on doors, went and talked to these people, met the people that were impacted by the real estate side of this only to realize that there was a lot more happening. And then when she came back to show him like, Hey, we have something much bigger here. Her desk had been cleaned out and she had been fired because everyone assumed that based on how she looked, she was out having fun is what he said. She was out having having fun fun. Mm -hmm. and partying. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I do think she was having fun, but she wasn't partying. She was investigating. <laughs> hey, what do you call an alligator in a vest? What? An investigator. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know that. That was too perfect. Thank you. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> I'm in college. I'm very smart. <laughs> yes. And with her investigation, she found out that the water of all of these people where all these people live. So P P G P and E P G and E were sending proposals to buy these houses of these people's homes. And they also were paying for doctor checkups because P G and E actually was polluting the water for all of these family families that were causing harsh medical issues. And I think that's another, like, don't judge a book because PG and E they were being nice, but they were actually setting in motion the statue of limitations. I didn't think about that. that I didn't either. I was actually going to do a different point. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> now we're there. <laughs> We're being nicey nice, pretending to, you know, cover medical bills and, and that sort of a thing. No questions asked, but really they were trying to set the statute of limitations. But then the other don't judge a book is like they took advantage of all of these people based on their social economic status and thought that they could get away with it. Cause who's going to care about these low income families that live in the middle of nowhere that have all these medical issues. Like they thought they could just and those one over on them. families are in such a, a money, a financial situation already that they're probably not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. Mm-hmm. 
I swallowed a lemon tree. <laughs> oh, I was like, what just happened? A lemon tree's going to grow in my belly. Does that make you think of the Rugrats episode where they swallowed a watermelon seed? Okay, cool. Me too. Simpatico. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never trust a big corporation. Are you kidding me? Ever. If any, Ever. If, if all the movies have taught us that, never trust a big corporation. No. Never trust a big corporation like Teflon. Never trust a big corporation like Enron. Never t- <laughs> trust <laughs> all the Rons and Ons. Don't go there. <laughs> um, I would just also like to add on to that, that birds are not real. Clearly. <laughs> so. So I want to make sure we're all on the same page. As I was watching this, I started thinking about all the different ways that I have judged or have been judged. And I think a big one that we've mentioned on a previous episode is like someone's accent, how we can immediately think someone is of intelligence if they have a British accent and immediately think someone's lower than low if they've got like a very big Southern draw. Mm -hmm. And that can, you know, obviously there, there are so many classist things that go into those stereotypes and judgments and perceptions, but those still hold weight. Like if you heard Mm -hmm. two people talking, a British person and someone from Mississippi, who are you going to think has a higher degree? Probably the British person. I'm going to tell that person from Mississippi to shut their mouth so I can listen to that beautiful accent. (laughs) <laughs> Even if they're like, I have actually cured cancer. I would be like, shut up. British, British person speaking. <laughs> Fantastic. Give him the, the paper. Let him read it. You know, I love to hear things read in a British accent. You like to read things in British accents. I do. And when I'm, when I'm adding something in, that's my own, I hold my finger up so that, you know, how does it yeah. feel being judged? It feels terrible. It attacks your self-esteem. It makes you question yourself. I think it depends on what it is. Like, I think it's funny sometimes. Well, okay. Yeah. But yeah. yes, in general, it attacks your self-esteem. You're I'm not sorry, worthy. Always yes. Never. Never. Yeah. yeah. It, it does attack your self-esteem. It makes you feel not worthy, et cetera, et cetera. But then some of them are so outrageous that people still hold in their minds of like what we can and can't do or who we are and who we aren't. Yeah. That I just think it's laughable. I mean, I can't argue with that. Um, I was a super judgmental person, like super. I can say this now because now I make like when the thoughts enter my head, I can stop and say, is this about them or is this about me? Yeah pause. Um, I judged harshly based on body size and clothing Mm. and it was a hundred percent about me. And now therapy, you guys know that you guys, gals, days, thems know I love my therapy. Um, now I know that generally it's about me. And if I take that extra, like half a second to be like, hold on, I can check myself. What are, um, I feel like that's very time. female focused. Too. I mean, maybe it's man focused yeah. too, but I was trying to think of like, how do I judge men? Like, what are some ways I judge men? They're going to be tall or I'm out. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, but my but bar is, is low. I'm five, two. So I'm like, what are some things that we like 
make judgment on about men? Cause I can list off like a million things we make judgment on about judgments on about women outwardly. Um, I feel like men are, especially in today's culture with like in the realm of like romantic and dating, we judge immediately on those dating apps based on what height they have put in there and whether you can see their full body in the picture or not. And also whether they're holding a fish or not, if they're holding a fish bye, get out of there, you need no part of it. (laughs) Unless you are also holding a fish in your picture, then hello. I mean, when I was on the dating apps, I would immediately look at conservative, moderate, liberal. And that, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Misconceptions there for yeah. sure. And that's, for sure. and I don't think I was, I, I don't think I would have always been like that. It, well, um, it's such a divide. It's so divisive now. Yeah. It's so divisive. For sure. For sure. It, for sure. It's so binary. It is a part of identities. It's just like, it used to not be that way as yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel like today everybody wants a tall guy with a beard and abs who makes enough money that they're set, but that also is home plenty and gives them all the attention and sorry, all you little angel babies, but that man is going to be, you don't have abs and tall and beautiful and uh -uh, without putting work into it. So they're not going to be able to eat everything with you. That's a lie. Some people do have abs without trying and that's just horseshit. But that's what I see on those dating apps. In the corporate world, I still see a lot of men getting chosen over women 100% because they're men. And men getting away with things that a woman would never. As the investigation goes on, they figure they uh, figure out how deep this actually runs and put, put together, they have to get all these signatures of people rounded up because this is, this thing's going to be massive. They're, they're going after PG and E for a big settlement to help pay out all of these huge, huge. And I think what this movie shows is further harping on the outward appearance. Um, I mean, this movie really centers around that, but I think it's also Mm -hmm. intelligent. So like Aaron, Aaron Brockovich dropped out, like she graduated high school and that's like, and, and she didn't get a college degree yet here she is leading this thing, putting blood, sweat, and tears into this thing. And they actually pull in other lawyers to help do this case because it's so massive and they need support. And the people that come in, you know, those are some of my favorite scenes. FYI, they're polished, they're in suits, they're doing all these things, but they don't know the plaintiffs and they, they judge Aaron based off of where she is uh, educational wise, but she knows more than they could ever imagine knowing, but they absolutely doubt her and she will not let them doubt her. They now granted, I think she comes in a little hot and I think sometimes the way, Oh yeah. She's not approachable. (laughs) Yeah. The thing that I live by is your first reaction is totally valid. It may not be constructive. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So you may need to take that beat in between that initial reaction that is 100% valid and figure out how to make it constructive. Mm -hmm. um, she did not take that beat. She just went initial reaction. And the lady was like, you know, we just got to fill in some holes. And she was like, there's no holes. And the lady was like, you know, we're missing some phone numbers. And she was like, what phone number do you need? And she said, all of them. And Aaron, what phone number do you need? And she was like, you can't memorize 600 and something phone numbers. And then she acquiesced, big word. I'm smart, I'm in college. Um, and said, fine, we need Annabelle, blah, blah, blah. And Aaron spouted out the phone number, spouted out the girl's medical history, when she was diagnosed, what treatment she's on, her mom and dad's name, the medical issues that they have, her uncle and his five kids. And she's like, do you want their phone numbers too? And like, just came in. She was A-G-G-R-E-S-S-I-V-E, mm -hmm. as the cheerleaders say. And that the, the lady responded by saying, I think we got off on the wrong foot. And Aaron Brockovich responded by saying, you've got two wrong feet and two fucking ugly shoes. And I was like, <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> How do you think we can retrain ourselves to not judge others immediately? You kind of were talking about that when it came yeah. to size and like dealing with your own shit as it pertained to uh, body image that's fueling your own judgments. How else do you well, think that we can It's not even body image. Like I know I brought up like clothing and body size, but like I did the same thing with people's intelligence. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you just have to be self-aware enough to stop and say, is this about them or is this about me? And again, your first reaction is valid, may not be constructive. So if you have that thought, that's a thought that is valid to you. That is your thought that is living in your brain. It's a thing. Would it be constructive to say out loud for yourself or the other person? Probably not. But how many people are actually going to have that thought pop into their head? Stop and say, is this about you or me? it's about me. I shouldn't say it. Mm -hmm. Not many because people don't like to be uncomfortable and making yourself feel better than someone else, smarter than someone else, prettier than someone else, skinnier than someone else by making those snap judgments makes you comfortable. And I also think you're, you become creatures of habit. So like, if mm -hmm. you're not exposed to people that are different from you to help start changing perceptions that you have. We talk about representation in Hollywood a lot mm -hmm. and how, you know, the past two, three years, it's been expanding to have more representation of cultures that we actually have in our country than mm -hmm. in, in the world than what it's ever been, because it was always just like, white people on all the things. And so I think it's like, if you only stick to what, you know, you'll never open yourself up to other people and be able to break down those stereotypes and judgments that you put on people regularly. Cause I mean, look at what's you can distance on... yourself. You can distance yourself from yeah. them. Look at what's happening on the Supreme court. 
representation matters. A precedent is being set for tons of little black and brown girls to know that they can get there. Mm -hmm. But there's a ton of people that are super pissed that a black woman has been nominated for whatever reason. And everybody has a million reasons, but I digress. Yeah, I mean, I that is definitely a large part of it too. Because as you and I know, growing up in smaller towns, in pretty religious areas, you're, you're taught what those religions teach. And sometimes it's not until you get out in the world that you realize that you don't necessarily agree with that. And that's not necessarily uh, fair to people. So that is, uh, that is a very good point. That's a very, you're so smart. Did you go to college? Twice. Twice. <laughs> um, can I just tell you my favorite thing that Aaron Brockovich said to that other lawyer lady? Yeah. Do you know what it's going to be? Probably. Go ahead. So they kept the fancy clean cut lawyers kept saying like, we need something that shows that they knew about this prior to that date and did not do anything about it. And they couldn't find it. You want to know why? Because they weren't as good as Aaron and her decolletage. Um, so she went out, met someone. He said, you're approachable. I feel like I can tell you anything. Turns out he was tasked with shredding documents that proved they knew before the date in question. He would have never talked to those two clean cut lawyers because they're stuffy and they're rich and they wouldn't understand and they're not approachable. Aaron, I'll approach you, ma'am. And you know what? At first in that scene, she judged him. She thought he was being a creeper and hitting on her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and was trying to like, she was like, uh, second thought, make my coffee to go. And then she was like, bye. And then all of a sudden he had to tell her like, what if I told you I had to shred documents for this company? And then she was like, oh, you're not a creeper. And then she finds out his story and realizes he's been just as affected as everyone else. And he provides her with the documents needed and all the information needed and is very helpful while he is drinking his 40 of oldie, I think it was. Um, she goes back into the fancy law offices, hands them the proof that they needed and they both just kind of looked at her and she's like, what, are you shocked? Because I don't have a law degree or a college education. And they just kind of looked at her and I'm going to quote this verbatim. She said, I just went out there and performed sexual favors, 634 blowjobs in five days. I'm really quite tired. It's so good. And I was like, I want to give, give her the Academy Award, the best line ever said in a movie. You know, there, there as many, and there are repeated judge book bites cover from like her neighbor who becomes her boyfriend to, it's like a biker guy to, uh, you know, obviously her and just different things. But I think one, one evident moment that, that, that no one judged her for the way she looked was that UCLA professor who was just like caring and was just trying to help her. And I think that's the beauty of stopping yourself, prevent it, like hold off on judging someone look human to human. How can I help you? How can we help each other? Cause I feel like that was like, not once he didn't try to hit on her. He didn't try to like look her up and down. He didn't discredit her for like, he was very passionate about helping her. 
in whatever mm-hmm. way a human could, even going out of his way to follow up to the law office for additional information that she mm-hmm. might find helpful to help these people. I just love that. I, and I think that sets up like what can happen if you let those judgments go. Like, yeah. look at if that. You beauty. just speak to a human because. Yeah. Human. Yeah. You know, but also if you want to use your TTOS to get some water yeah. documents from the local water storage shed, Girl, you let that water documentation keeper down blouse you all day long. I'm going to use that word as much as I can because it makes me giggle. I never heard it till just now. <laughs> I had neither until I listened to a Burt Kreischer podcast and he just opened with, I've been really into down blousing lately. <laughs> oh, such a Anyways, the more you know. The more you know. Oh my goodness. How would you rate Aaron Brockovich when it comes to don't judge it, don't, or judging a book by its cover? Um, so this is where like, are we rating it based on how well people judged a book by its cover or I don't know. Listen, I'm going to wing it here. Okay. We didn't have this planned out well to begin with. So why start planning now? <laughs> um, I am going to give it a seven and a half chicks because I do think it did a very good job of showing what someone is capable of, no matter what they look like, how they dress, where they came from, what their backstory is. But I also think it was <laughs> dramatized. Um, and there were, it would have been helpful to see more examples of people not mm-hmm. judging her based on her clothes and her appearance rather than just kind of that one professor in passing. Mm -hmm. So I think we had some missed opportunities there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, my dear? I'll give it a seven out of 10 as well. I think we see different types of judging a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. So we see biker guy, we see uh, snooty lawyers, uh, office folks, like there are several distinctions of that or, or different examples of that rather that are apparent, but yeah, I think it, it just, that is her, that was in real life, her shtick too. So I'm sure that's why they like emphasized it because the real Aaron Brockovich, uh, who I followed Instagram, um, cause you know, uh, did, you know, did go through that and it, it can show that and, and misjudge people based on their intelligence by, you know, uh, big companies, but also other just humans. So mm-hmm. yeah, I say seven out of 10 chicks. So now I want to touch base on the most important, unimportant part. Did you ever watch bones? Eh, here and there. My sister is soup was super big into it. Okay. So the baby lawyer that they send to offer $250,000 oh, is yeah. one of the main characters through all of Bones. And I was oh, like, ah, yeah. that's him. And also they judged him based on his age, but also his, his, uh, he wasn't very, uh, yeah, he did not present himself no. well. Yeah. So anyhow, he was slouched over whatever. What are you going to do anyways? Um, so fun story. Uh, we put out new podcasts every Wednesday, anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, anywhere. Yeah. Follow us on the socials at Chick Shit Pod everywhere except Facebook because we are Chick Stuff Pod because Zuck sucks. 
uh, Di, what do you have for the people? If you want to leave us a review, please do so wherever you get your podcast. We'll send you a doodle, maybe a selfie, maybe a picture of Scooty or Reggie. You know, we can do all those things. Until next time. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. You've been listening to Chick Shit. We hope this episode has pushed you just enough to lose a little faith in the media's veneer and gain some useful knowledge to help navigate the day-to-day nonsense that we women contend with. For resources and general mischief, follow on Instagram and Twitter at ChickShitPod or get in touch by email at ChickShitPod at gmail.com. To help others find the show, please like and subscribe. And if you know a woman who might appreciate two new friends and a good dose of laughter, please share this podcast. Until next time, keep it real.